Super vegan, Brian. Hello, nurse. And Kirstie Smurferica. Hola. I want to take this off. How's everybody this morning? Are you okay. taking off? I can take it all off. <laughs> no. <laughs> I want to see you. Your 30, your 30 seconds is up. My turn. <laughs> all right. I have really big news for everybody. We have a Patreon now. Patreon is a way for you to help support our podcast. This isn't us begging for a handout or us trying to get rich off the podcast. This is a way for us to get better with your help. Is it a huge investment? No. We're asking for as little as a dollar a month. There's larger amounts that patrons can donate with other rewards for those things. What do you get? Bonus episodes. And for $25 a month, patrons, we have t-shirts with everyone's favorite robot, Clunky. This is a way for us to make the podcast better with new microphones, software, website, etc. So if you can donate, thank you. If you can't, we still love you. Thanks for listening and keep doing that. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. We have a Patreon. That is awesome. I actually feel a little bit more, a little bit legitimate. Yeah, vindicated kind of. Yeah, there's some vindication there. Mm, We are the vindicators. It's cathartic. Very. Like screaming in your car after getting off work. Um, No. <laughs> Anthony, you worked at Staters. You know what I mean. Oh God, no! I wanted to set that place on fire. I, I mean, want- I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. So today we're going to talk about a certain century, super centuries old individual. But first, what do we do, Brian? But first, we play everyone's favorite game, What's Nerdy With You, where each of us share the nerdiest thing we did this week, and then at the end, we vote over who did the nerdiest thing. The nerdiest thing I did this week is actually me and the girlfriend. We got like our um, two armies together because we're both going to try to get into some 40 key competitions and we played a game against each other. Oh, man, she kicked my butt. She kicked my butt pretty good, guys. Um, she's running like all the best stuff that Eldar have. <laughs> that's her list. It's just like, oh, that's really good. I'm running that. She's just that's running that's everything how, that's good. I didn't that's know how you play the game. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's how you play the game if you want to, like, competitively, which I agree. I mean, I'm not unhappy. Like, just, it's like, uh Yeah, Anthony won the last time they did a live stream. That's true. Yeah, we did live stream it. Does she spam out? Oh, sorry, go ahead. But on her Facebook, so... Maybe the next one we'll do on our Facebook. Now, to be fair, I didn't have my full competitive list, and I did kind of bring something stupid that I shouldn't have brought. I I just was like, oh, sure, I'll add this extra thing to my list that really was like, hmm. Not a good idea. That Land Raider? Yeah, bringing the giant tank was a bad idea. <laughs> I told you, burn it. Send it back to Papa Nurgle. But that's what I did. I like getting my butt kicked by my girlfriend sometimes. Not reading into that. No. <laughs> it's, it's entertaining. <laughs> so the All right, Michael. It's yours, is... isn't it? Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny because he's having a coronary. <laughs> Silently. It's beautiful. If we would have went for like 30 more seconds, you would have heard him go, bah! You guys, man, I'm trying to do it in the background. <laughs> so for listeners, as you know, we have a chat, and I used a lot of caps <laughs> to let Anthony know that it was Michael's turn. <laughs> it was beautiful. Michael, go ahead. You bought a hat. <laughs> it's a really good hat, actually. It's really <laughs> it's nice. Boy, no, it's... I didn't buy a hat. <laughs> 
No, actually, I'm going. I'm using our super awesome, super fun karaoke night. Yeah. So last Saturday, we uh myself and our two of our other wonderful nerd podcast hosts, Andy Anthony and Super Vegan Brian, went out and did karaoke. And I'm using that as my nerdy thing this week because there was a lot of passion for karaoke in that room, and not just for myself, but also from. Like super vegan, Brian. I've never seen anybody sing System of a Down with so much gusto in my life. I like his. I like his. I will walk 500 miles. And are you? <laughs> he was. Yeah. He was beautiful. So my nerdy thing is just going. It was that we went and enjoyed some really awesome karaoke. And it was one of the. I didn't know we had them like that close to my house. Was the uh, the. Uh, karaoke booth ones where it's you actually get your own little room they they have them in moreno valley dude oh they have one in moreno valley too we, yeah. i found one in san diego too yeah round one entertainment in moreno valley oh they have the rooms mm-hmm. oh wow i didn't know that but yeah the I, we found one down in san diego that we want to try because yeah karaoke- brian is like the best person to go karaoke with well i i've seen him karaoke at a bar and i was like man he's really good but put him in a room where you know the rest of the inhibition's gone, and you're and it's just like, holy crap, this guy's awesome. Actually, actually, the first time you heard me sing karaoke, that was drunk karaoke. Sober karaoke is better. You heard sober karaoke this time. I've heard, I've heard, um, no, when I went with you to, after I went with you, I think you, no, you didn't, you hadn't. I was yet. drinking then, yes. Yeah, you were drinking then. I, I, you know, the, I was the right rumors before. Are, yeah, the, the myths are wrong. Um, Alcohol does not improve singing quality. No, it does not. No, you were good, but you got better. I, 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 I think that is a perfectly good thing to share. For my nerdy thing, so I got these Pathfinder Tales books. I got Pirate's Promise by Chris A. Jackson, Night Glass by Leanne Merciel, and Pirate's Prophecy by Chris A. Jackson. Just this week, I finished Pirate's Honor, the first book, Pirate's Promise, the second book, Night Glass, and now I'm reading Pirate's Prophecy just this week. Wow. Say, That's a lot uh, of reading. Yeah. yeah, a lot of books. Because you were Lots still on the first one that had Pirate in the title. Yeah, yeah. I finished that one, and then I finished while I was waiting for the other ones to come, because I ordered them directly from the author so I could have signed copies. Mm-hmm. That's not part of the nerdy thing. Nice. Uh, I read Night Glass. Night Glass I finished in a night. And then I read Promise, which I thought, Pirate's Promise, I thought was going to take a while because it was like 500 pages. And I finished that in two nights. Dang. Yeah. So that was my nerdy thing this week. I was a total bookworm. That's some fast reading, man. Proud of you. Yeah. Only reading at night, too. I'm not like reading all the time. Well, Night Glass, when I met you guys for karaoke, I read a good chunk of it while I was waiting for you guys at your house. I had it in my pocket the whole time. So Every time I hear people say like, oh, I read a whole book in a day, I'm like, I feel like such a slow reader because it takes me days to read a book. Mostly because I, I'll do this thing where I'll read like a paragraph or a sentence and then my brain will just be like, did not process that sentence or paragraph, read it again. Did not process, read it again. Did so not that's process, what read it you, again. You read when you're too tired. When you, you're too tired, you're like, what, wait, what was that again? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I do that when I'm awake. Like, fully really? awake, my brain still sometimes does not process paragraphs. I have a mm-hmm. whole thing I can talk about with reading, but we'll save that until we do a book episode. Erica, what Ooh. was nerdy with you this week? Um, So I had a couple things nerdy with me, but I'll just pick this one. So um, I have a signed picture of David Duchovny and Jillian Anderson uh, that my sister got for me uh, at a Comic-Con. Uh, and it's hanging up on my wall along with, like, my David Bowie stuff and everything like that. And <laughs> this week, Amelia was, like, 
talking about all that stuff, she reminded me that she hadn't seen the X-Files yet. And she was like, am I old enough to watch Ah. the X-Files? And I was like... Did you scare the shit out of her? <laughs> no, no. Well, she watches The Walking Dead, Brian. Yeah, that's I mean, true. And she's not. Yeah. She's not. Kids can handle a lot more these days. Yeah, but did she get to <laughs> the can. fluke van yet? No, we watched the first four episodes and it was so funny because we start watching the first one and it's real slow. It starts out real slow. And she was like, uh, I don't know. And then it like picks up and then she was hooked. It was so funny watching her because she's like, are, are we going to watch the next one? Are we going to watch the next one? And I was like, no, it's 11 o'clock. You have to go to bed. <laughs> that was that was the nerdy thing I did this. Christmas Barbarica still corrupting her children with the nerdiness. <laughs> I love it. Barbarica, the indoctrinator well, of nerd. <laughs> well, it's also fun because I haven't rewatched. I mean, I have all the seasons and I haven't rewatched them in probably three years. So it was kind of like, yay. So, all right, guys, let's vote. Anthony, who are you voting for? I'll probably vote for Michael because I think that could have been all three of our nerdy thing, but he was like, mine. And I agree. That was probably actually the nerdiest thing I did this week. Yeah, guys, I picked being with my friends to be my nerdy thing because I love them. That's the nerdiest thing I did, actually. But I mean, I can't (laughs) share. I I knew you were going to share it. So I was like, let Michael have this one. Before he's going to talk about a damn hat. Michael, who are you voting for? I'm voting for you because I'm all about indoctrinating the youth into being nerds. (laughs) Plus, I think it just makes you seem like a way cooler mom. Like, not that you aren't, but it just makes you seem awesome. It does. I agree. Yay, thanks. I was going to vote for myself, but I'm going to vote for Erica because it reminded me that she's really into the next X-Files, which makes her a giant nerd and she always denies it and that gives me evidence (laughs) also it reminded me of the only episode that actually legitimately scared the holy hell out of me and that was the jackie robinson alien episode that was the one that scared you because i remember that one freaking me out the most i don't ever remember being freaked out by it fiji mermaid one i ever i thought was going to be the one that was that would mess me up forever no it was the jackie robinson alien (laughs) and i i am gonna vote for Brian, I'm going to vote for Brian because it takes some serious like dedication to get through that many books in a week. Yeah, I agree. I almost voted for him, but yeah, like I was my vote was going to him. And then all of a sudden you were like, oh, I we totally got her into the X-Files and she loves it now. (laughs) On Erica's second episode as occasional co-host, she won. What's dirty with you? Yay, I did. We do need to do an episode on books, though. It's on the list. In the um, X-Files. We should do one on the X-Files. When I do my bonus episode for Patreon, I'll try to remember to read the list. So maybe I'll just post the list to Patreon. That'll be a bonus. That would be good. Yeah. yeah. That wouldn't be a bad idea. That would be a pretty yeah. good idea. And then and then they can vote there and we can like go what is going to be next yeah, based on, like, on what they want to hear. That'd be cool. You know, I'm going to steal this because I know Anthony or Michael is probably going to do it because they normally do it. So... I'm going to steal it. Hey, hey, Michael. Yeah. Knock, knock. Who's there? Do we? Do we who? Do we? Where'd you hear that from? You're not too clever to make that up on your own. I don't know. I don't know where I heard that one from. I've, I've oh. known that one for quite a while. Did you share that one with Amelia while she was there? No, I didn't think about it. Oh, you should have. She, she likes the doctor, doctor, too. 
I try to do knock knock jokes with the two year olds I work with. Two year olds are not good at knock knock jokes. <laughs> <laughs> they're all they're all taught to be way too polite. So he goes knock knock and then just go come in. No legit. <laughs> Legit, I go knock knock and like half the kids go, Who's there? Or 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 they're just like, I go knock knock and then they knock on the table going, knock knock. Oh, they're still mimicking. That's funny. Oh, they still have mimics. Oh. oh. Amelia, Amelia, when she was three, uh, my friend Kathy tried to teach her a knock knock joke. And it uh, it was the interrupting cow one. I don't know if you've heard that one. Mo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and Kathy was trying to teach her and she'd be like, knock knock. Who's there? And Amelia would be like, uh, interrupting cow. And then Kathy would say, interrupting cow who? And she would wait till she was finished and then go moo. And Kathy's <laughs> like, you don't quite get it. And this went on for years. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I've, I've heard, I've heard um, Amelia's interrupting giraffe joke, which I find absolutely hilarious. <laughs> interrupting giraffe? What? Yeah. Knock, knock. Who's there? Interrupting giraffe. Interrupting giraffe who? A giraffe is the only animal that doesn't make a sound. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true, though. But uh, I mean, that's funny, but it's not totally accurate. I think giraffes go. Ah, <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's a vocalization, though. That sounds terrible. Yeah, it sounds like you're like up chucking. Uh, so that's some giraffes make, though. They've never had a giraffe on Doctor Who. No. Speaking of Doctor Who, <laughs> you, know, you know what we're talking about today? Interrupting cow. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Dog Talking poo-poo. about Doctor Who. That's right. It's a return episode for the one and only Time Lord who is just, he's just the bee's knees guy. He's not the one and only. And he's left. He's the only one that's a bee's knees. Yeah, we'll put it that way. He's the only one that's a bee's knees. I mean, I don't know. I do kind of awesome. like the master. Just because she's a woman. I think the mistress was the best rendition of the master to be. I, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I liked that rendition of the doctor. I A doctor, the master. I thought she was yeah. really cool. Speaking of, of female incarnations of Time Lords. That's right. One of the big focuses I think we're going to talk about today is the new 13th doctor that's been announced. I don't remember the actress's name. Somebody. Holy else. feminism, Batman. <laughs> Holy affirmative action. That's not what that is. That's not what that is. I know, I know. No, his joke just reminded me of that. Yeah, no, so uh, there's... uh, Can can somebody look up the name? I totally forgot her name. It, like, totally slipped out on on me. Uh, Jody Whittaker. Thank you. From Broadchurch and... um, Oh, what's that show that everybody watches that I can't think of? Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. I've never seen Downton Abbey, by the way. I've never seen it either. I watch clips. It wasn't mm-hmm. bad. One of these days I'll watch it. I hear it's amazing. That's what you expect, though. I think it's like a like a soap opera drama thing, isn't it? It's a kind of British genre called Upstairs, Downstairs, where you see the lives of the the nobles juxtaposed with the servants. Oh. Oh, neato. That does yeah. sound kind of cool. Kind of. I don't know. Yeah, there's been a bunch of them over the years. It's it's different than a soap opera. It's it's upstairs downstairs. You see the two different cultures juxtaposed against each other. Okay, well, yeah, that might be interesting. Though might be interesting, but we're not talking about an upstairs downstairs. <laughs> no, no we're about a gentleman in an in a blue police box traveling through space and time who's about to become a very pretty lady going through. I love how you had to pause, like you didn't even know what to say. That wouldn't quite be offensive, but would also be nice. That was funny. I was trying to be nice, but, you know, things. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, so you're trying. <laughs> so, so okay. I'm just gonna take over here. So, Erica, what do you think about the fact that we have a female doctor? Uh, I am super, super excited about it. Um, I always wondered if they were gonna do this, but this kind of goes back to last week's podcast where Anthony and I were discussing like whether or not you can flesh out the character when you take a male role and give it to a female instead of just making it like a token kind of situation i think with the doctor that is going to be possible because the doctor is never boring the doctor um usually you know i mean each doctor is different they have different personalities and everything but i i you can do a lot more with the doctor so um i'm slightly disappointed at who it was though um i not that i have anything against this actress i did watch broad church and you know i she's nice but um i was really hoping that it was going to be tilda swinton because she's really cool and i think she would be a great doctor i so. think it would be weird to have someone we all know like really well but at the same time you know in england they're used to getting people they know because they always get english actors that everybody knows we always get people we don't know because they're british mm-hmm. yeah that's true yeah, I wanted but, Tilda Swinton, too. I think she would have been great. She she plays that kind of role. She does, and she plays it super well. I wish I wish it was a ginger lady, because then we could have gotten both of the two birds, one stone. Yeah, like Tilda Swinton. Yeah, like Tilda Swinton. Oh, is she really? Yeah. I, see, I don't know who she is, so. Did you see <laughs> Doctor Strange? Yes. Yeah, so she was the bald lady. Oh, uh, she was the bald lady. I don't know the name of actors and actresses. I just know. I'm not really good with them either. There's very few that I know. I can't remember yeah. the character she played right now. And she knew that name, Anthony. Okay, good for her. I didn't. Okay. She was the, she was um, Gabriel and Constantine. Yes. Oh, I, yes. I love I Gabriel. I love that. Oh, I haven't seen so Constantine. Good. All right. We're, I'm uh, writing that wait, down. For wait, that on the list. wait, wait. Maybe I did. He had cancer, right? Yeah, yeah, Keanu Reeves. I think I did see Constantine. Fuck. Mm. Quit toying with our emotions, Anthony. It's fun. <laughs> did you see Constantine the movie or did you watch the TV show? The movie, I think. Yeah. Okay. Was it, he didn't have cancer like, in the TV demons. show. No, I know, but it's it's like, it's one of those things lots of people talk about. So, so Anthony, I didn't know if he was getting his stuff crossed. I'll help us figure out if it was the movie or the show. When you watch the movie, did you go, whoa, demons? <laughs> oh that's too funny <laughs> anthony what did you what do you think about a female doctor oh i think it's awesome but yeah i totally agree with erica because you know we did have the conversation do i agree with myself i hope it doesn't go into the realm of pandering because then this could go from a really good like this could go from a very good gesture to horribly offensive if the writing isn't done right so mm-hmm. like i don't want to see like a bunch of like Ooh, she's a woman episodes like just 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 make her the doctor. Just do doctor. Yeah, I don't even want them to address the fact that she's a woman. I just want her to like pop up just like he always does and moves on and keeps going. I don't mind like, like a quick addressing it of like, whoa, I'm a woman. That's new. But like it doesn't need to be any more than that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping they come up with something clever. I'm sure it's just going to be, oh, I'm a woman or I'm a girl. Still not ginger. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that would be too funny. I would like that. All the way called back to it, and that'd be nice. Um, it it's kind of nice also that we we have a new showrunner too, because we have Chris Chibnall, 
who wrote some really cool episodes in Doctor Who. What are his credits? Before we get to that, though, I'll, I'll go through his credits, but let's finish our opinions of the female doctor. Michael, you're up. I'm excited for it. I was actually kind of hoping for a female doctor for like when they were actually before Capaldi, like when uh, Matt Smith was announced he was wrapping up his run. I was hoping for a female doctor because the idea of a female doctor was actually put in my head uh, by a Rowan Atkins uh, uh, bit for the doctor, which I thought was hilarious. But I'll get to I'll talk about that later. I'm excited for it. I'm like you guys said, I'm worried that they're going to do a lot of I'm a girl now storylines. And I hope it doesn't it doesn't tumble into that. I hope it's still just the doctor doing what the doctor does. It just happens to be a woman. I can't wait to see her take on the personality for her doctor because it's always fun to figure out who they are, like how they how they handle it. So I'm I'm really excited for that. Now that being said, I kind of hoped they had made him like a 12 year old ginger gir- ginger girl. See, I that's actually one of my things. I'm hoping that now that we have the the strength the like the different open for new characters, I want the 12 year old doctor next. I want the little kid playing the doctor. I want them to find some precocious child actor who's amazing to play the doctor. That would be super cool. Yeah, I'd be I would be down with that. That would be really good. Well, like my thought is I, I wanted like for the like a 12 year old ginger girl is like because just imagine like regenerates, wakes up and is like, oh, why does everything seem so much taller in the TARDIS? So walk over to like a mirror or a reflective surface, stuck, sees, the, sees their face and they're just like, oh, this is going to be interesting. I'm, I'm actually <laughs> thinking more like they don't even address that he's a child and he just goes. I'm a ginger, finally. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, just, just, just right past like the child thing. Just right past the child thing. Doesn't yeah. even matter. Looks in the mirror like, oh my god, do you know what this means? Look, I'm sure we can figure out a way to. I'm a ginger now. Yes, <laughs> finally. <laughs> um, look in the mirror. Did you notice anything else? I got some freckles. All right, for. I'm. I have everyone's opinion that I'm excited. I. I did go back and watch. Some of the scenes with her, I watched. I've been watching the new season of Broadchurch, so I can see her as the doctor. She's a fantastic actress, but I want to do something a little different. Um, most podcasts and uh, YouTube channels have been reading people's mean tweets about like these super um, male rights activists that are like super crazy and posting all this horrible th- stuff about female doctor. I am going to read some uplifting tweets. Look at that, Brian. Breaking the mold, being bringing out positivity in the world. I like it. I'm I'm sure I'm not the only one who's done this, but all right. So at Mr. Film Critic says there are little girls who are growing up with Godot as Wonder Woman, a female Jedi, Jedi and a female doctor. I love it. Nice. Awesome. And then we got my favorite one. At Edward Russell says morning, just sweeping up the pieces of the glass ceiling that shattered yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, I love that's it. Awesome. There, in this same article I'm reading, there's some nasty ones. I'm not gonna read them. I'm not. Yeah, even there's going like a hashtag that yeah. says that's not my doctor right now. Yeah, there's lots of oh my god, I love this. Time travel is for all genders. People making fun of the people who are mad about it. I think there's more people who are being positive than being negative. As usual, the anti-female doctor people are just. A, a very loud minority. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? All I'm going to say is, honestly, we are just at the beginning of the di- doctor cycle, which is, oh, this this person sucks. I don't want them to be the doctor. I want the old guy to stay. So, and I, we're, we're, we'll get to the next step soon, which is, oh, this, this person's actually pretty cool. Yeah. We'll I mean, like, or yeah, she might not be. We don't. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know. 
you know how much if shit they Peter Capaldi got. And make it fun, then she'll be great. But if they don't do it justice, they, this could go real bad real quick. Well, they can't handle. Well, there's some storylines they can't handle just as like the do- like how they did with the older doctors. But if anything, it can continue to be business as usual. And I just really hope that they don't peg hole her because she is a female and they don't let her really explore how she wants her doctor to be. Yeah, because they like, well, well, this this is how we think you should be because of this, this and this. And they actually let her explore it. And she makes her doctor her doctor and it really fleshes out her fleshes out her character. And I'm exciting to see how she does that, because I'm sure this election she'll be a a good doctor. I'm going to say it now. I'm going to be presumptuous and everything and say she's going to be good. I want to see River come back. Yeah, her reaction to it would be fantastic. I'm sure someone online has said, bring River back. We need a girl on girl kiss on Doctor Who. Well, I wasn't talking about I like a girl on girl kiss, but I mean, yeah, I'm sure that will happen. I say that. I said, I'm sure there's someone who's saying it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm talking about, you know, because River is such an amazing character. The actress is amazing. And the way she, you know, responds to everything in, in just that River way that, that nobody else can. I would just love to see her reaction. To, to this. I think she it's just great. walks in the TARDIS door, see, sees the female doctor, and she goes, oh, sweetie, we're there. Uh, uh, so, hey, what about, uh, I'm, I'm not super familiar with uh, the, you know, the directors and stuff. I'm a fan, but not like, I don't, I'm not good with names. You said the new director, Chris something? Chris Chibnall. Did some episodes? Chibnall? Yeah. What episodes did he direct? So, Chris Chibnall has done a bunch of episodes from I think starting around season three, but only I, I, I think he's been mostly producing role. He wrote 42, which was the oh, episode with the living son. Um, he wrote episode. the two part serial in the 11th Doctor's Run, The Hungry Earth and Cold Blood. He wrote the web series Pond Life, which was showing like what it's like for Amy and Rory's normal life with the doctor showing up every once in a while. Oh, that's one of my favorites. I really like that one. That was really good. There's an ood in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. He wrote The Power of Three, which was to follow up to Pond Life. Pond Life was like the prequel. He did Dinosaurs on a Spaceship. So it seems like he did everything. I love that one. Okay, this was amazing. This guy's cool with me. Oh, my God. That was great. It looks like he did every episode that cemented Amy and Rory's home life after they were married. Okay. Good. Um, yeah, th- this guy's cool with me. Now, he wrote one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight Torchwood episodes. Wow. I love Torchwood. Torchwood's a lot darker than The Doctor. Yeah, well, and a lot more adult. Well, I, I thought I covered that with darker, but okay, yeah, more adult. <laughs> well, I, I think adult is good to say because doctor, the Doctor can get really, Doctor Who can get really dark. Yeah. But Torchwood had lots of stories involving sex and violence and it you know there was a lot of you know things that kids don't process as much as with like doctor who which is marketed as a kid show yeah i i really liked torchwood i i really liked miracle day also that one was yeah that was really good i enjoyed that I did enjoy that one too. I don't think that was the one he wrote, though, was it? Right? No, he no, wrote, he wasn't right. No, I don't think he so. wrote the uh, the like straight episodes that weren't part of the that weren't part of the miniseries. He didn't do Children of Earth or Miracle Day. He did um, mm-hmm. um, Day One. I don't know Torchwood 
episode names other than Cyberwoman, which he did write. Um, yeah, that episode was. Oh, that's right. Uh, you told me about that, and that because that's one of my favorite episodes. Countryside, end of days, kiss, kiss, bang, bang, adrift, fragments, and exit wounds. But I don't know Torchwood episode names. Oh, I'm not really good with them either. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on those names. The only one I, I remembered right off was the Cyberwoman episode. I've never even seen an episode of Torchwood, so. I'm but useless. I think one of the cool things about Chibnall is he's worked under. Uh, Russell T. Davies and under Moffat. So he probably mm-hmm. has a good grasp of both of their styles of show running and can turn that into something where he's, you know, he can do his own thing now. Yeah, I, c- I can see where you're coming from on that. And he seems to really be good at writing characters, being that he did so much of the Pond family. Yeah, that's true. And and I liked the pawns. I really did. Um, I mean, it hit a point where I was like, all right, guys, <laughs> we got to move on. But I really liked the pawns. I liked them. They were cool. Yeah. They so. were good people. <laughs> so as, good people. as far, you know, so everyone's talking about the female doctor. We have, mm-hmm. but it's also season 11. So what do you want to see, Anthony? Actually, I need to catch up really bad on yeah, I okay. haven't, I haven't seen like any of the new season or half of the season before this one. But the things I like, so it's kind of hard to say like what I'd like to see since there are things I like totally missing out on. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess, I guess I just like this is gonna sound like really lame, but I just want to see good fun episodes. Maybe something a little bit more lighthearted, kind of like with Matt Smith, because Matt Smith was the first Doctor I'd ever seen. I, I do sometimes kind of miss like the very just like whimsical, fun kind of stuff. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. Um, that that's actually what I want to see too. I want to see more, you know, fun and whimsical. Of course, you got to have a little bit of seriousness in there. But I'm with Anthony. I stopped watching Capaldi, and I know I'm going to go back and I am going to watch it. But I used to look forward to every week, you know, knowing that I was going to get to watch the new doctor. And when he came in, you know, I was like, all right, I'm going to give it, give it some time. And I gave it like four, five episodes, I think. And he was just too, I don't want to say serious, but just, he was such an asshole. And I know that's how his character was like written and that's fine, but it was too much too much for me and so i stopped watching it because i want i you know i wanted that whimsical fun and while i know there's some you know longer storylines with the doctor that you know sometimes you have to be more serious with that's what i wanted so i want to see that with this doctor i want to see the the fun craziness that you know you associate with the doctor get caught up with capaldi because it does get better does it oh my they have a superhero episode Uh, All right, I will. But yeah, I think I don't think it was just Capaldi. I think that was the 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 straw. I didn't like the way that they changed Clara, the way Clara became like I didn't like it. Once Clara is gone, the show gets much better. The there are good things about Capaldi's run before Clara leaves. But once Clara is gone, they fix the writing. And I've read a lot of a lot of. Um, reviews, but I've also watched interviews with people who worked on the show and people are saying that they did Capaldi injustice by writing those first two seasons the way they did, where they made Mm -hmm. him such a grump 
and they made Clara, they changed Clara. It was just a bad direction for the show, but mm-hmm. it gets better. They, they realized what they were doing and they fixed it. Uh, okay. Moffat, Moffat, you know, has been getting a lot of shit for those couple seasons, but he did figure it out. I mean, he was reading the reviews and he was reading his own stuff and going, I made a mistake and it, it, it gets much better. Uh, okay. where you, you're going to see some of the best stuff the doctor has ever done, even in the Clara run. When if you watch, especially in the, the there's a two parter Zygon episode, which and I know Michael and I agree on this, that the doctor does this speech about war, which is one of the best monologues the doctor has ever had. It's beautiful. All right. I mean, I'm going to watch it because I hate missing stuff. I've got to watch stuff like uh, Chris wanted me to watch uh, Twin Peaks, like the new ones that are coming out or came out or whatever. And so I had to go back and watch all the old ones. So before I could. So I'll watch it and uh, I'll take a look at it. I will have to say I enjoyed the Capaldi episode. Uh, I think it was called Listen. I enjoyed that one. Oh, yeah, that was just great. That was just yeah. freaking great. But Capaldi got a lot of bad writing. Which one listen, was Listen? Listen was the one where the doctor asked a question. When you're alone and you feel like you're not alone, maybe it's because there really is something there. Oh, was that when Clara was under the bed and she kind of like kind of sort of created the doctor? Yeah. Oh, that one. That episode was cool. Yeah. That, that was neat. I, I enjoyed so. that one. I didn't know that's what it was called. Mm-hmm. So what about you, Michael? What do you want to see? I, I just want to see them handle the switch well and then also i go back to the kind of how tenant uh tenant's show episodes were written too so i I like the way they were handled i enjoyed them they were like like, like specifically the he to me he had a really good blend of serious and and funny like he could be funny in the middle of being incredibly serious like his like in David Tennant's first episode as the doctor on the Christmas invasion where he's being very serious he's fighting and then he's and then he starts uh, saying the speech from or like before they fight I mean when he says the speech from Lion King but he's being completely serious about it <laughs> I, I mean that, that's kind of how I want to see the doctor become a little bit like it doesn't she doesn't have to, I don't want her to mimic another doctor but I kind of want to see that element there where she's laying down the law with with some creature that's about to either end humanity or just take somebody out and then in the middle just be like Oh, by the way, this is a tangerine. I don't know if you've ever seen them. Why would you want to destroy a planet that has something this beautiful? And then, like, put it back <laughs> in the pocket kind of thing. Okay. I, I can see that. I think, yeah. I, I want to see the quirkiness. I really want to see, like, the like like you are saying, just, like, the random randomness. Yeah. I think that would be great. Yeah. Plus, I kind of want to see the TARDIS have, like, you know, random tools in it for hitting the console to make it work correctly again. <laughs> yeah. But I think they they covered at the the TARDIS episode where it it came alive and now it works better for the Doctor. So I don't know. That's true. They've so it probably doesn't need it anymore. But that'd be cool if they if they found a way to have the embodiment come back. I know she died, but I would really like to see that again because that was one of my favorite Matt Smith episodes. Yeah, for sure. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? That I'm looking at the half-eaten carcasses of, of all my of all the other Tardises. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I loved that. Yeah, that episode was uh-huh. the most. It was so funny. Bizarre. Did you so wish Brian, really, really hard? Yeah, Brian, Michael's, what do you want to see? Michael's paying me back for last week. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, all right, so I'm going a different direction than you guys. I want to see the adipose come back. Oh, the little, the little, the little fat guys? monsters. Yeah, and yeah. I. I, you know, 
you were saying I, I think they have an opportunity to do things now, now that the doctor is female, that you can have a bunch of a bunch of um, adipose calling calling her mama and her being like totally like, no, <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah. That, oh, my um, gosh. Yeah. I think it's, you know, like like a hundred adipose just loosen the TARDIS. That would be funny. Mama, yeah. mama, mama, mama. Yeah, that I, I, I love the little baby fat monster. They are, I like them too. I think they're my second favorite creature. I would also like to see them do a storyline with the Valyard. I, if you haven't watched Classic Doctor Who, that's not going to make any sense to you. But there was a, a Six Doctor episode of Trial of the Time Lord. I believe it was Six Doctor. Correct me if I'm wrong. Where they brought the incarnation of the darkness of the Doctor. And oh, it, Yeah. It, be an incarnation created between his 12th and final incarnations. That would be neat to see them address that, being that he's after his 12th incarnation now. The um, well, Maybe that's why why he's a female now. Oh, because now he literally is the oncoming, uh, oncoming storm? Yeah. Why does that not make sense? That sounds like perfect sense to me. I, I don't know if they're going to make the, the, the female incarnation the dark incarnation. That might be Pushing it a little bit might upset mm, people. Maybe. Or she could be the lightest light before the darkness of the Valyard. I, I'm, I'm interested in seeing which, which doctor she uses for influence. We're getting to the point where there's been so many new doctors that they're, they can start pulling from the doctors the from the new run in addition to the doctors from the classic run. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of Come on, Tom Baker. Um <laughs> Capaldi pulled pretty heavily from the third doctor, which was neat to see because not a lot of people are real familiar with the third doctor. But I'm hoping maybe she pulls from the fourth doctor. Me too. Which was my favorite when I mm -hmm. watched when I was a kid. Yeah, Didn't he have the longest run? Yes, it was yeah, like 10 was years. Yeah, a lot of Doctor Who from that man. He's a saint. It's how most people thought of the doctor for like the longest time. Oh, yeah. He he put out so many episodes as the doctor that everybody's like, oh, well, that's the doctor. And then you tell me like, oh, there's these other dudes <laughs> like, why? Yeah, it, it confused the crap out of me when Peter Davidson showed up when I was a little kid because I was so excited to watch Doctor Who and was like, who's that guy? <laughs> who's that dude? Yeah, it uh, really that was my reaction. I was yeah. like, that's not Doctor Who. And my grandmother <laughs> tried to explain it to me and was like, and I was like, I don't get that. I that's not Doctor Who. <laughs> you're like, but you're not understanding. <laughs> and then she slapped him and said, he's the doctor, not Doctor Who. Um, I want to see more classic monsters. I want to see more monsters we've seen in the new run that we haven't seen in a while. I'd love to see the Gelf come back. The gas monsters from oh. from um, Eccleston's run. Mm -hmm. I liked them. Um I, I'm pretty sure we're going to get Weeping Angels. I would. I, the Weeping Angels are my favorite. I know that's so cliche, but when I first saw that episode, I I just loved it because I mean I think it's something that nobody talks about is when you're when you see those angels, you're like, oh, how sad. I'm, maybe I just spend too much time in graveyards. I don't know, but. But to see that take on them, I was like, oh, something beautiful and sad and serene just became super fucking creepy. Things <laughs> creeped me out anyway. Oh, no, they never creeped me out. Moffat had a talent for taking things that you barely notice and making them scary. Yeah. Yeah. But he was yeah. really good at that. It's like, oh, there's a crack in the wall you've never noticed before. 
or there's a door that you just found in your house that you'd never noticed before. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a big yeah. like farm style house. Finding a door you'd never seen before could happen. And it was and it was weird. It was like Especially really in old houses. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, did, was he still the runner when they did silence? The silence? Silence in the library? No, no. The silence. Oh, the silence. Yeah, that was Moffat. Moffat, the silence was Moffat's idea. God, no, because that one was that one. Which one was first... that again? The silence. The the guys that you, once you suits. stop looking at them, you don't remember them anymore. Oh yeah. Yeah, they slowly yeah. like take yeah. over. The I mean, world. that was a really cool one. I I, I liked yeah. the, the little the what they did with that. Those guys are what really really scared me. Like I thought the angels were. I was like, oh, those guys are scary. Then I saw those dudes, and I was like. Nope. Now I know what terror is. Yeah, the concept of them is freaky as hell. Oh yeah. Oh very, yeah. Very, For very sure. fearsome. Yes. It. I love the tallies. The I and on Silence Day a few years in a row, I've done the thing where you draw tallies on your arm and you take a picture. Oh, I've mm-hmm. done that too. Yeah. Yeah. Like but you know what? Again, you're going with the thing that you would like normally, you know, see and never think anything about it. Now, when I see people that have done tally marks, I think of that episode like every single time. Oh, yeah. I'm like, well, oh, I also like what they when they poked at uh, when they poked fun at the eighth doctor at the beginning of the of that multiple of that arc right there. Because he comes out and he's in the White House. They're all have guns. Playing. He's like, hello, everybody. How are you? They're American. Our hands go right up. He's like, I don't yeah. want to get. Sh-. He's like, I don't want to get shot again. Well, honestly, <laughs> prior to prior to those episodes, whenever I saw tally marks, I thought it was Mr. Zaz Co- Victor Zaz cosplay. Oh gosh, no, <laughs> that's not sadistic. That was funny. Whoever cosplayed um, that guy has a problem. You know what would be really cool? I know I'm, I'm kind of going back, but I just thought about it. Um, besides River, if somehow they brought back the doctor's daughter, I think that would be really cool. I am. I would love to see her come back. I would love and her to response to her no longer having a father, but having a mother. Well, yeah. Damn, what about what about David Tennant, who still exists in the universe as oh, the, the half human, half doctor? Oh, the meta. Oh, doctor. my God. That would be so cool, too. Oh, he exists the meta- in another universe. So they have to so that they'd have to break out into another universe. Yeah. Didn't he? Didn't he give him a thing that, that would that would end up becoming a TARDIS in yes, the cutscene? In the oh, it was in the, it was in the cutscene. That's right. I can't remember if they left that in or not. I mean, I really hope like they like he still like he did give it to him actually, and they just didn't show it. Like he just shows up, but it's a red police box with flames on the side. He's like, ah, I got a little bit of human in me. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh... It, well, what would be what would be more, you know, nah, it, it would have to be a police box. I was trying to think of what else it could be. No, no, but it, it's a, a police box with red flames on the side. He's like, ah, I'm a, I got a little bit of human to me, like American, but it's human. Well, he's he's married to Rose, so it could look like a it could look like a block apartment. <laughs> nice. A whole apartment That's building just, la- just lands. <laughs> and he steps out. And he's like. This is my TARDIS. It's actually smaller on the inside. (laughs) 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 We were going to talk about a whole lot more Doctor Who stuff, but we have crap tons of listener feedback that we have to go through. Crap tons of it, guys. Thank you. Yes, crap tons. Michael, why don't you start us off? Okay, so our first uh, listener feedback comes from Sydney. She says her fave Doctor is is nine. 
You say I would, and also goes on to say, I would say Rose is my favorite companion, but I haven't seen enough of the others to say that definitively. And I'm so excited for the 13th Doctor. I think it's going to be amazing. And I, <clears throat> and it will be the first season I, lo- I watch it live. Well, yeah, that's going to happen a lot, which, which, you know, from yeah. a female perspective, you're going to get a whole another range of viewers now you really really are because not only because they're you know they're switching it up a bit but i think i think uh females in general are looking for the doctor to say something about them now and i I think it's going to open it up a lot you also get a whole lot of excited little girls exactly yeah yeah whole whole lot because so, you had girls that probably never thought that they could be the doctor, and now they're going to all of a sudden realize that they can. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I told Amelia that the new doctor was a girl, and she was like, what? That is so cool. So She also wears her Wonder Woman costume everywhere we go. So. <laughs> That's adorable. Oh, that is, my yep. God. That is awesome. So precious. <laughs> we went to the mall yesterday, and she, I mean, she looks, she's wearing her Wonder Woman Halloween costume, just walking around. Everybody's just looking at her. She's like, hi, hi, hi. <laughs> All right. We got a lot of feedback to go through. So, yes, Anthony, sorry. you're up. I got Kelly. I'm new to Doctor Who, watching it, watching it for about three months. I'm about to start season eight. I'm 100% in love with it all. With that being said, favorite Doctor, 10. Companion, Rose, I will defend this to my last breath. Their love was so pure. <laughs> season 13 i am very excited i think it will be new and fun also i'm hoping with everything in me that captain jack comes back as the companion oh my god captain jack with oh the new god. female doctor would be amazing wow. just imagine oh my yeah, god. but he couldn't be Ooh, the companion companion but yeah he should show up for sure no homie needs to show up to crash on a couch <laughs> <laughs> oh a lady now <laughs> oh, oh i miss captain jack oh He's me so too awesome. Uh, so and although I have to say, all respect Kelly, their whatever about their love, it's it's going back into that whole uh, you know the you have the male and the female, you know it creates a thing. So I, I respect your opinion. However, <laughs> she's not my favorite companion, but I like her. Yeah, yeah, I like Rose too. So I didn't dislike Our, Rose. Yeah, uh, I like Rose, but again, I wish she would have like died her. in season one. You hated her. Yeah, that's <laughs> I know you hate her, Bri. But I, I again, going back to what you were saying in the last episode about the male-female lead situation, it makes my heart sad that that always has to be the thing. So I am going to read feedback from Alice. Uh, Alice says, Doctor Who is one of my favorite shows after Supernatural. My favorite doctor has to be David Tennant. And my favorite companion is Donna Noble because of her sass, followed closely by Amy. I'm really excited about having a female doctor. You go, Alice. I love Donna Noble. She's the best. Oh, Donna. yes. Donna was my favorite companion. Donna the is the best companion. The best thing about Donna is that she showed up and then she came back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Which I loved. Uh, I, I have for a mate. I just love she didn't take any of his shit. That's what I that was. My, that was my favorite part. So it's like he showed off his knowledge, and she was always giving that that fire back. Like and and <laughs> yeah, exactly. Point like oh no, so you're it? smarter than me. Who cares? Oi, spaceman! Oi, spaceman! I. I love whenever she was the only one that actually tried to trick the translation circuit in the TARDIS by actually going and speaking uh, Greek to somebody in Pompeii. And I was like, 
Uh, he thinks you're Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but oh. Donna, Donna is the best. Uh, so that's awesome. David, David Tennant so is probably, I think he's my second favorite doctor. But who's your first? You know, Matt Smith. I like Matt Smith. I he's, he's my favorite. I'm gonna sound like a bandwagoner, but I. 10 is really my favorite doctor. Like it goes 10, 9, 11. So, okay. So when I was watching it, okay. So I started watching Doctor Who with my dad like ages ago. My dad used to, v- uh, Brian knows this. My dad VHS taped everything off TV he possibly could. And we had like tall bookcases full of VHS tapes that had like three episodes of everything. You name it, he taped it. So I got to watch a lot. Uh, I don't think all, but a lot of the older Doctor Who's when I was a kid, when it came back, my dad was like, hey, it came back and I started watching it. And I love David Tennant. And when David, they said David was leaving, I was like, well, nobody can be better than him. And Matt Smith showed up and he was fish sticks and custard and he he stole my heart he just he (laughs) stole my heart from that moment i was like yes he's not you know sexy like david tenney what david tenant was yeah sorry (laughs) but you know but he's something so different and fun and he stole my heart and it's it's been matt smith ever since so yeah i I did like Matt Smith. I thought he was amazing. He was really good. He just David Tennant had that uh, a certain spark for me. Because um, a lot of people say it's your first Doctor, but he wasn't. My technical first Doctor was the fourth Doctor. Because I watched two episodes with him and I loved him, and I was like, this guy's amazing. And then I saw Eccleston, and then I went back and watched like because I watched a lot of Tom Baker because I watched a couple episodes, saw Eccleston, loved it, watched the rest of Tom Baker, and then the rest of Eccleston, and then found as much Doctor Who from all the other Doctors as I could. For me, it goes fourth doctor, then Matt Smith, and then nobody beats Matt Smith. And then so, OK, so my feedback is I got Holly says um, what the doctor means to me is that he sees the best of us even more. We're at our worst and still willing to help us that he sees the potential in people and believes in them when they doubt themselves. Favorite doctor. I love all the incarnation, but I have a soft spot for the eighth doctor. Check out the audio plays by Big Finish. You won't be disappointed. And if you weren't sure about the sixth doctor, give some of his audio plays a try. Really fleshed him out more. Big Big Finish Productions um, is the company that does audio plays for all sorts of stuff. And they're, and they're canon in the Doctor Who oh. universe. Well, I'm going to have uh, to look up these because I've wanted yeah. to see more from the eighth doctor. Because I actually – I liked the TV movie that was supposed to be an American pilot that had him. I So I – would really like to see that. Holly yeah, did it that, like listen. crash terribly or something? Oh yeah, it was supposed to be a like a backdoor pilot to get an, to getting an American series of the Doctor, mm. and it failed. So it just became a TV movie and became canon. Mm. Well, it was Holly, already canon because you you see that the Seventh Doctor get shot horribly. Holly continues that her favorite companions are Donna and Captain Jack, and for the audio dramas. Charlotte Pollard and Lucy Miller. I do not know who those are. Oh, yeah. Uh, 13th Doctor. Looking forward to seeing what Jodie Whittaker brings to the role. Looking forward to the adventures ahead with her, Doc. Michael, continue for us with Kat's feedback. So I got Kat. She says, Doctor Who to me, it was something completely different from everything I'd ever saw before uh, because it was teaching you a lot about science and life, but in a good way. My favorite Doctor had to be uh, Peter. 
or Peter Capaldi. Matt and Smith and David Tennant were funny and really cool, but I think Peter Capaldi just had total fun with it. My favorite companion wouldn't have to be Clara. And I think it is absolutely amazing that there's going to be that the 13th Doctor, that they're going what they're doing with the 13th Doctor because it's time. Women are changing the game everywhere. I really hope she makes a joke about not only being a ginger, about not only not being a ginger, uh, but poke fun at being a girl. And I think her and River will have some funny episodes. I agree with Kat. I think her and River would have some really, really funny episodes. I think I disagree with her with almost everything else, but <laughs> I think that, that that is absolutely true. <laughs> yeah, th- those will be fun. Uh, to, to jump back to Holly real quick, uh, I think that was one of the greatest missed opportunities was uh, not having Donna and Jack together. Oh, yeah, that's true. I think that could have made for some fun. Yes. So yes. that was really good, though. I uh, I really enjoyed that one. I like she. I, I she's right. You know, Matt and David did have a lot of funny stuff. I think Peter. Not that he just had fun with it, but I think he had an interesting time discovering how to run his doc. I see her. Her comment makes me think that I really do have to go back and watch Capaldi watch the later. Watch yeah, the, because the later. she's like he had fun with it. Well, with what I saw, it didn't look like fun. So, all right, I will. I will say I that watched. I can't disagree with her on that until I actually watch all of Capaldi. Okay. So, Brian, what was the name of the heist episode they did? I can't remember the name of it for the life of me now. The name of the heist episode they did is Anthony. It's your turn. Yep. Damn it. <laughs> Well, no, because that's one where he starts having fun with it. Because shut was the fuck genius. up, Michael. There we go. Now it's an episode. <laughs> Rachel from SoCal Games of Comics says, "I haven't watched for some time because I couldn't handle the loss of Amy Pond." But here we go. Doctor Who is an adventure, one that you'd only be able to think up in a daydream, and you get to watch that daydream materialize right in front of you. The characters are so expansive in this world that it's nearly impossible for you to find someone or something you can re- that you can't relate to and escape with. When I watch Doctor Who, I truly am running away with the Doctor. I've always been partial to Nine for his dark humor and sense of adventure and overall excitableness, but I will always claim Eleven. I think he had the most exciting adventures and met the most incredible people. Amelia Pond, I don't think there are enough descriptive words in the English language to properly tell you how attached I am to Amy. She was the first companion I truly and deeply connected with, and I fell so in love with her story, and I couldn't bring myself to watch Angels Take Manhattan because I couldn't watch her disappear like that. I've been waiting for this moment. I'm all about witty and kick-ass female protagonists. I'm so excited to see how the story adapts to a female doctor pr- doctor's perception of reality and how her relationships will develop. I'm also crossing all my fingers and praying to all the gods that finally we get Captain Jack Harkness as a companion. <laughs> I think it's neat that multiple people are bringing that up because I didn't even think of that. What, Jack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think well, of bringing Jack back. I think about it, he, he hit on Eccleson. And he left yeah. Arrow. Yeah. Oh, he did. He did. He did. He so, did. I saw an outtake. What's that actor's name, Brian? Because I'm really bad with that. John Barrowman? Yes. Okay. So I saw, real quick, I saw an outtake with him teaching somebody how to walk in heels at a Comic-Con. And it was the best oh, ever. I've awesome. seen that. It was beautiful. I loved it. <laughs> it was just, it was so perfect. So, that guy is amazing. All right. So we're moving on to John. It's about the triumph of intellect and romance, not the sexual kind, over brute force and cynicism. I could not agree more. Right. That is what the doctor is. And I think that was like my biggest issue with Capaldi. Again, I'm going to watch the rest of it. But 
that cynicism in the beginning, like those first episodes, I it, it's what lost me. It truly is what lost me. And then he went on to say that he uh, he oh he also shared a YouTube clip of uh, is like a Lost Doctor Who uh, episode cold open or something, no, we, and it's on the had- Facebook page. We had it. We have it shared on our Facebook page. But if you want to, if it's easier for you to find it, you can go on Google. It's not a cold open to Doctor Who. It's a cold open to Craig Ferguson. Oh, okay. Um, it's you just Google Lost Doctor Who cold open Craig Ferguson. It'll be the first link. Um, it's neat. They do a little song. They they add lyrics to the Doctor Who theme. Oh. <laughs> And it's really cool. It's really cool that they meant to do it on the episode where he had Matt Smith on and they cut it for some reason. But it's really good. All right, Brian, on to you. All right. So Sir Brandon Noel, one of our previous guests, shares the new doctor looks cool, but they need to address the Valyard. The Valyard was supposed to be the 12th doctor and we're now on 13. So what happened? So Brandon, and I have an answer for you. The Valyard was not supposed to be the 12th Doctor. The Valyard is an amalgamation of all the evil inside the Doctor taken from somewhere between his 12th and final incarnations. It's from Trial of the Time Lord. It's not like one of the incarnations of the Doctor is evil. He's an amalgamation of all the evil inside the Doctor. So all the Doctors have, all the incarnations of the Doctor have darkness inside of them. And this is the Time Lord's created or the master created this like evil doctor from all that darkness. So that's the Valyard. The Valyard could come back, but the Valyard is not a regeneration. It's not like all of a sudden one of the doctors is going to be evil. Um, So it's like he splits. Yeah, it's sort of like creating an evil being from all the darkness inside him. Yeah. Oh, Byron. Yeah, it's Byron. Um, Byron. Listen to past episodes if you don't understand that reference. (laughs) According to one source, he was created by the Time Lords using black ops technology. Janista hypothesized that he might have been created as a weapon, and that's from one of the audio dramas, The Brink of Death. So there has been some exploration of the Valyard. If you want to look into the Valyard more, you can look into The Brink of Death. One, I think it was the name of the Doctor, the Great Intelligence, mentioned the Valyard. So he does exist in the new Doctor's canon. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, that seems like that would be really interesting. That is it for feedback. We do not have time for Describe a Movie Badly today. Um, We were going to do The Godfather for me because I have not seen it. Um, Why don't don't we have time? We don't have time because it's almost 930 and Anthony and I have to drive far to get the paintball. Um, We're also at an hour and seven minutes. So fine. (laughs) But yes, we'll talk about that again in the future. As far as upcoming stuff, Anthony and I are going to go shoot each other with paintballs today. There's a horse head in a bed. There, that's all you need to know. (laughs) (laughs) There's more than that. (laughs) Horse head bed. Ball plays an Italian guy. People get shot. (laughs) 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 He says, I offer you an offer you cannot refuse. Something like that. He talks about offers at his daughter's wedding. There's a horse head in a bed. Mo Green gets shot in the face. Everybody's a mobster. And he closes the door in his wife's face. Now, there, that's the There move. you go. There's there's Godfather yeah. badly described. Yes. I guess I got to have to see it now. Yes, you do. It really is good, Bri. I I had very oh, tempered 
expectations because it's an older movie and they've come out with so much stuff since then with like visual effects, etc. But the storyline in it, you're like, what the f- fuck it's good it's it's surprisingly amazing you have to watch it i'm just gonna read this off real quick listeners if you want to reach us you can you can communicate with us on the the nerd podcast radio facebook page that's nerd podcast radio on facebook you can also now communicate with us on patreon um if you are a patron you can reply to the patron only posts there's also a 10 minute bonus episode up right now i'm going to be doing one of those every week we're also all going to be creating bonus content for patreon um we all have the capability of recording our thoughts you'll hear little behind the scenes things and stuff like that things we want to talk about so we can rant to ourselves in front of a microphone you can also reach us on twitter at Super Vegan Brian, at Nerdcaster Mike, at Nerdcast Radio, and on email at brian.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com, mike.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com. Anthony doesn't have an email address. Erica will have one soon, and we will broadcast that on our Facebook page and probably announce it next time. And that is all I got. Michael, close us out. Today we talked about Doctor Who again, which I know we'll talk about many more times because, come on, it's the Doctor. Just the real cap is we're all excited. Everybody here is excited for the 13th Doctor. Please bring back Captain Jack, apparently. I had a lot of fun talking about this. This has been Nerd Podcast Radio. I've been your host, Special Mikey. Along with me was Hindu Anthony. Bye, everyone. We love you. Super Vegan Brian. Goodbye, and thank you for the feedback, everybody. Yes, thank you very much. And Kirstie Smurf Erica. Bye-bye. I almost said Kirby again. And this has been Nerd Podcast Radio. Kirby Erica. And as always, stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. Say goodbye, Anthony Bryant. Cut him off. Kirby Smurf. I want to see Kirby Smurf. Thanks for listening to our nerd show. Nerd Podcast Radio.